This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, welcome, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Millwall Calling. Um, tonight we're going live across Facebook and YouTube. Nearly forgot then. Uh, me and Stephen are on here today, so if you want to get involved, it's really easy. Just uh, drop us a comment. Uh, if you do want to come live, um, drop us a DM on Twitter. And um, and we can always send you a video link if you fancy coming on. Um, do it that way. Uh, it's not a problem. Exactly the same. You can do it on your phone. Uh, you're straight into a virtual studio. There is no hassle. Just ideally, if you've got earphones, put them on. Uh, if not, it doesn't really matter. Without further ado, then, I'll welcome uh, my co-host for this evening. Um, Stephen, how you doing, fella? Getting very well, Mitty. Very well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Getting there, surviving, as they say. Um, getting used to um, what was yesterday. It's a strange feeling having come away from the den and losing a game. Really, um, it's not something that we've experienced for for quite a while. So I think there's a lot of people that there's probably shock more than anything that we sort of come away without nothing, without anything, really. Yeah, it was it was a strange one, wasn't it? I mean, you thought with the early goal, you thought, yeah, we could do this, but I don't know. Maybe it was we were knackered. I think um, the this the most disappointing thing is that defensively we we know how good we are, and we were undone by two set pieces that made us look really poor in defence. Yeah. And we're not poor in defence. And we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to it. But first goal, if if Fleming's not on the post, Long probably saves it. And that's not a dig at, at Fleming. It's just how it is. It was just unfortunate. Second goal, yeah, yeah, another another short short corner routine. But again, they just smash it across the box, and it, it hits Bradshaw. We've got no chance with that. But um, yeah, not not the best. I think it was it just kind of showed that perhaps. Um, defensively, then there's still some work to do. Yeah, I think it was. And also, the other thing, what I was sort of, again, uh, good evening, Alex, good evening, Chris. Um, 
the other thing what got me is the substitutions again were were late when what was going on. I mean, Ollie Burke just didn't look fit. He, you know, there was a couple of bits, but he just didn't look. Um, I'm going to say fit rather than not interested. Um, but he just didn't seem um, up for it, did he? I think the thing with Berg, and I, he, he done, it's really difficult with, with him, and I think Watmore as well, although I, I thought Watmore looked all right when they come on, um, is they're playing in positions where I think it's really vital for us that we have people that are on it mm. on top of their game. And when they're not, it, you, you lose so much. Um, I thought it was the right call to start Burke and I thought he started the game really really well but as it went on he just again benefit of the doubt possibly tired maybe not fully over his illness but when they're not on it it's a waste it's, it's kind of a waste of time and I think you're right the substitute may we we need to that overhour but at 2-1 they had all the momentum they had everything and that's when it needed to change yeah he turned 3-1 yeah, okay, last 10, 15, 20 minutes, we hold on the pressure, but it, it was too late. We needed to score before that. We needed to get some energy in the midfield, and we just didn't do that. No, and again, bringing on Evans. I think the problem is, is and I'm not a fan of George Evans at all, but he's the only central midfielder we had left in the squad outside of the starter two with no Shackleton and no Mitchell and Callum Styles, who obviously could play there. So if Sabo or Leonard were tired, which I think Sab did, did get to that point, it was it was Evans or nothing. I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's unfortunate. I don't think Evans was supposed to be, um, was supposed to be the, the man to play most football, a lot of football at the moment. I think he was possibly close to being shown the door, but unfortunately... Um, he's happened to play and it clearly shows. I think what summed him up really was that effort he had at the end at 3-2 when he sort of scuffed it, it bubbled wide and, and everyone just sort of, you know, threw their arms up saying, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I just think it was, um, I don't know. There, there's something, why, why he isn't being played and then why he's coming on last minute. Do you know what I mean? There, there's... <laughs> At first, I thought the reason he weren't being played was potentially because he's got a contract in his contract. If he, you know, starts too many games, then it triggers something and maybe he gets an extension or something, and that's why they weren't playing him. But I don't know. It's um, it's a strange one. I think with it, it, it was difficult yesterday because we didn't have any other midfielders. But I think with Evans, it's he, it's your behind in a game. He might be a good person to bring on because it right at the end of the game because you could put him a centre back and push day two run front and have a bit of a target man. You could you could use him in that type of role. Yeah, but we don't know. Oh, no, but yesterday he was the only midfielder that sat. Uh, it is if we if we had Mitchell available, he had another option. You could do that. But yesterday he come on and at one point he was the only central midfielder on the pitch, and that's no good. Admittedly, Norwich were camped inside their own inside their own 18-yard box, but it's it's very strange. I, I don't want to be too critical about this. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a bad bloke. He's an all right player. He's just not. He's just not what we need. No, no. Remember, if you want to get involved, um, we are in the process of trying to figure out uh, how to make this work uh, on space. And the moment it 
don't think anyone does. Um, we have got software where we are going to be trying it. Unfortunately, it takes forever to download. It didn't download quick enough for us tonight. Um, and uh, and it might cause issues, but it's it's easy done. If you want to get involved, leave us a comment. Drop us a comment now on um, on the comment section. Come straight to the show. We put them up and we we discuss them. Or if you want to come on and um, and air your point and then join in the discussion with us on camera, or you can leave your camera off and just do your voice, then just drop us a DM on Twitter and uh, we will drop you a code. Uh, and you can come on that way um, rather than just dropping a code and um, dropping a code publicly and just going all out. I don't know, though. It could be quite fun, but, you know, we'd have half a dozen people in the green room and we'd be going, who's that then? That doesn't look like their Twitter feed. So, um, yeah. Um, I think, again, long is getting a bit of abuse, but I don't think, to be fair, that first goal was his fault. I think Fleming miskicked it, and it just took a bobble, and uh, and unfortunately went over his arms. I I think feel sorry for George Long because I think there's a lot of people that are firmly in the Bart camp that that want him to be playing, and I think every time there's a goal that's conceded that he's not one that's perhaps belted in the top corner I think Long's getting picked apart a little bit sometimes I think he has made a couple of mistakes but yesterday there was nothing he could do you know there's so I think it takes a deflection off of one of ours before it gets to Fleming there's a start it then flicks off of uh, Fleming's boot he's got no chance two deflections no keep no keeper in the league no keeper probably in the, in the country would save it after that so I don't think it's his fault. I just think there's a lot of people that... I think there's still a lot of loyalties with Barton and people are now just starting to say, well, we want to get back, we want to get back. I don't think he'd have made a difference. I don't know why Barton playing unless he's got an injury or something. It just seems weird. He's not just not getting a sniff in at all, was he? Then... I, I do think, though, in the first half, which I thought we played quite well, there was a lot of times where Cooper, Cresswell and, and Long had the ball at their feet and they were knocking it around, making Pookie run side to side and, and trying to play out from the back. If that's what Rowett wants to do, Long has to play. But I think if Bar is fit, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, maybe even after the international break, Hart doesn't come back. I don't right. know if that's the right thing, but I... I I've got a feeling that for the running, I reckon we might see Bart. I'm not sure, but I think this is something that says to me that he's going to be back. Yeah, yeah. We should have probably gone on Twitter as well, shouldn't we? I've gone live across Facebook and YouTube. I could have gone live on Twitter as well, I suppose, and um, and caved for the normal people and the spaces. But can you still? I don't know. I don't yeah, probably. Um, is there? There's a comment on there from Chris who's just said there we should uh, we start out we should start one more and dare I say Malone for one is I would have started Scott Malone yesterday I completely agree there I think that Ojal Hernandez their winger absolutely in the second half had him all ends up for pace and I think Malone would have been a better option and also I, again this might be an answer question of you Michiel and anyone else that's listening we keep letting Murray Wallace take free kicks. And he's just knocking them up. There's no... It's just dead. There's no... There's no thought. It's just, I'll oh, knock it into the box. I think Scott Malone... Scott Malone's delivery would be much, much better if you're going to... Could persist with that. But why you're asking Murray Wallace to take set pieces, I have no idea. 
strange. It's a, it, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a strange call out. I see what you mean now. I mean, Alex is um, Alex long has to do better with the first goal, in my opinion, possibly Alex. But I think if you if you look back and slow it down, I don't think really he had a chance. And now if Fleming hadn't miss kicked it, I think he would have probably saved it. Then again, you know. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. He might not have done. Um, hi, Carl. Uh, hi, Ricky. Um, right, we are now broadcasting across Twitter as well. Um, so if you are listening or if you are watching, hi. Uh, if you do want to get involved uh, uh, and you want to have a, an opinion or you want to air your opinion, you can either do it in the comments um, and we'll do this and put your comments up or... You can drop us a DM on social media and on Twitter, and uh, and we'll get you live on the screen with us. You don't have to have your 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 um. What am I thinking of? You don't have to have your camera on. You can just come on with voice if you want. That's not a problem at all. Um, but yeah, it, it's up to you. It is your shows, obviously fully interactive. Um, we don't curb or, or edit any of your um your comments. Um, we air them all. And yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Um, I'll tell you though, Norwich's, we jump forward a little bit and then come back. But Norwich's third goal was class, wasn't it? Yeah, that, 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 their quality play. I mean, the guy that, that scored that goal, they brought in for, I think he was like, it, I saw online, it was about 10 million euros, 11 million euros. So it was about seven, eight million pounds. And he's obviously a quality player. And no, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're gonna, if you've got that quality in your side, I think what I would say, we did allow Norwich by not making subs and by perhaps going with the same team for as long as we did, we allowed them to get into that position. I think had we have made some substitutions and got a little bit of energy on the pitch, I don't think he'd have been left as free as he was. But I'm it up and I'm just thinking he's pulled up. You can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. No, I mean overall, then I mean. What's your thoughts on the uh, on the first half? I thought first half was really good. Even even game, two good sides. Um, we scored a good goal. I mean, Bradshaw was touch. I thought, have you seen the slow moment of him flicking it over the defender as he runs through our goal? Yeah, he's so confident. It like you sent it to me, didn't you? Who? who... I don't think it was. It might be me. I don't know. No, no, when it was Joe. But I tell you what, go on, keep talking a sec, and I'll um. I'll hijack it, go on, and I'll put it on there in a sec. He just, it, it, everything about it, Fleming's header was, was, was perfect. Bradshaw's a man in form, his touch was perfect, ran through, scores. And you think, right, we're on our way. We, we let Norwich back into it a little bit, but we had a couple of chances. And I don't think really, apart from their goal, I think was their only shot on target in in the first half. I thought, it, it's the same, it's what we thought it would be, tight fifth versus seventh. Um, perhaps we were looking a little bit tired towards the end of the first half and had to get in and uh, was good, was you know, quite relieved at, at half time. But that I think we know what we're going to get at the end. I was, I think most people would have been fairly pleased going in one one at half time. It was just, I think, second half, um, obviously to move on a little bit for 30 minutes, we were probably outplayed and we were outplayed by the better team. And I, I don't think there's not many. There won't be many supporters that would argue with that. We had glimpses of, of, in that time, but they had a lot of the ball. They were running at us. They were, you know, creating chances, and they scored two more goals. And 
at that point. I, I, I had another mate with me, and I, I said, with about 25 minutes to go, I kind of said, if we can score another one soon, we're in this. And I think we just left it a bit too late to get the second, personally. We, we, if we just scored a bit earlier, I, I would have had to just to get an equaliser. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, yeah, if we'd have, if we'd have got the, if we'd have got the players on sooner, um, if we'd have done, uh, if we'd have done substitutions a little bit sooner, then I think we could have probably got somewhere. Um, but again, it's leaving it way too late. And that was the problem. As soon as you leave anything like that way too late, you're not going to do anything, Kaya. You're not getting, you're not letting players get into it. That's the problem. And uh, the thing is, I think as well, Broward, when he does make his subs and we're behind, he goes gung ho and we start really going for it and we're playing better football. And I just think he's not brave enough to do that for a longer period of time. Um, you know, uh, I think. I think what more should have been brought on a lot sooner. I thought he looked quite bright, but it sounds really doom and gloom and and and, and whatnot. But I don't think it's it's not a disaster. It's not. I just to bring in um, Ricky's comment there. I noticed in the last couple of games, teams are playing a quick set chase against us, so we're getting caught out. I think that's just because we're tired. The players are about to go Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I, I firmly believe next Saturday, I don't know what the score's going to be. I don't know how we're going to play, but we're going to look fitter because we're going to have a whole week's break. That's just my opinion anyway. Is that what you honestly believe? You think, yeah, I do. I think we're going to look, I think we'll look, we'll look fitter. We'll look a bit more, sort of a bit more energised. I think Savile will get chance to have a proper rest. Bradshaw, I definitely think Bradshaw will benefit from a week off. Um, and perhaps Leonard in the middle as well. Shackleton will be back. Yeah. Where are we? I think Reading on Saturday would tell us more than the Norwich game did as to where we are. I think you're probably right. But while we're, while we're on there and we'll come back to that in two seconds, I'll just show you what the bit where you're on about. I'll um, We'll just show that slow motion with, Brad, with Bradshaw, yeah? <laughs> That's proper shit out of here, isn't it? I mean, the, the touch is just absolutely classy. That that really is a striker who is full of confidence. Someone who knows that what he's doing, where he's going, and he knew. I, I think he knew as soon as he tripped it over him, I'm going to score. Yeah, and I think there's a few people in the crowd that was thinking, "Oh, he misses the easy ones and scores the harder ones." But he's a man in four. I mean, when was the last time we had? I know Flemble can't say it as well, but when was the last time we had two two players on thirteen goals? Both of them. <laughs> I know. Eleven games to go. I know, and you know, and and realistically, they could both get twenty each. Now, how long have we been screaming out for a twenty? You know, a twenty goal striker. Um, for love nor money, so yeah, it's all good. While we're on this, um, just a massive, massive uh, respect to Mill and to the Norwich fans in the stadium yesterday on the eighth minute for um, Maeve, um, who sadly lost her life after eight days, um, and um, the family was in attendance there. Um, 
and, and you know there was a minute applause rung round the stadium, um, which is you know it was fantastically taken and mm-hmm. and good, um, and obviously nothing's going to give them um, relief from from losing a child. I mean, I'm a parent too, and I don't know where I'll be with without the two pain in the asses. But you know it's um. It's something you'd never wish on any parent, but yeah, you know, it, hopefully that will bring them something that you know the the Mill family and and the Norwich fans done well there. So um, yeah, and while we're at it as well, um, I promised him that I'd do it. Phil Clark on Twitter is doing the last of um, the Jiggins raffle prizes, and there is a signed England shirt up for grabs, and you can watch that now. Um, you can get involved. I think it's five pound a ticket, and that is on um, that is on Twitter on his Twitter feed. So yeah, if you do that now, you'll be able to sit there and get involved. So yeah, sorry, I had to quickly pick on eBay. Um, I'm not telling you what I'm looking at because I don't want it to be bidded up. But there's something on there what I um I'm looking at. I think on that with the subject of the of the family and the little girl, obviously um, condolences to to the family. Um, I think Rao touched on it as well. I think the Mill supporters, are, uh, you know, we look after our own, and I'm sure that the sentiments met by all the fans and listeners, and obviously us as panelists, that you know, sometimes words might not words might not you know mean much and it might not help but I'm sure they appreciated the support and, and that everybody in the ground yesterday is fully behind them and, and hope that in the coming days, coming weeks that um, everything's okay and, and obviously it's, it's a tough time but hopefully they'll um, hopefully they'll be able to support through Yeah, no, maybe but, you know, it is. Let's get back onto the real depressing stuff and the, um, the football um, second half started and um, they scored again. They battered us. Let's be honest. I think they they can. Well, they didn't batter us as bad as as Liverpool seems to have battered Man United today. Um, you can can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's, it could always be worse. We thought it was the end of the world yesterday. You imagine those Man United sports sitting in Anfield. Well, Sorry. I sit I sit on a on a um, a chat group with um, some other people. Where obviously we're pitch free, and um, and there's some Man United and Liverpool fans and all that, and the Man and there's a Man United guy on there who's just like, listen, and he goes every game, and he's like, listen, the players were knackered, they were absolutely knackered. He said, if we go to the next game, we get spanked seven 0 again. He said, then yeah, we've got a problem, but. He said they were all over us. He said it was just we were knackered. There was no heart on the pitch. It's what it is to move forward. But did you see their manager saying they're saying unprofessional? Yeah, yeah. He, he rips them apart. Bless him. So um, the the thing is though, and liking it back to Millwall. To be honest with you, if Man United fans can say and see that their players are tired, then maybe our fans can give some of our players a little bit of uh, slack because we're in the same boat. <laughs> We're in exactly the same boat. They they are tired, and it you know I think there's a lot of people, perhaps myself included, that you know you say oh, I'd love to be a professional footballer. How can you be tired? It's job, but you don't you know playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and uh, high level competitive football. Mm. 
it 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 is going to say get out of you, and it is going to you know it's going to impact your body. But, you know, no, that's true. I don't want to make it beautiful. But no, that's it. That would come into it. No, that's it. Do me a favour, Steve. I just need to grab a drink. Can you just um, <laughs> talk about the second half a minute? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, that, I'll be back in two minutes. Sorry, mate. I need a drink. The my, no, no, my throat's killing me. One sec. Yeah, so for the the benefit of the um, listeners, viewers, I've now been left on my own. Mickey's abandoned shit for a couple of minutes. Um, talking about the game yesterday, I think for from 45 to about 60, 65, Norwich starts to control the ball. Um, they started to dictate... The play they you know run us a little bit ragged. I think Murray Wallace was was found out a little bit down down our left, their right hand side. They obviously had um, the quality of Pookie in the middle that again give give Cooper and Cresswell a little bit of a torrid side. Didn't really impact the game as much as uh, perhaps he would like to, but I thought he he did enough to to cause concern. And I think Cooper had a few issues with him. <clears throat> The second goal comes from a, from another short corner. Very disappointing. I think after the first one, from where I sit in the ground, so I sit behind the, the home goal, you you tend to um, see how well a team's defended set pieces by and their organisation. After the first corner, we didn't really know what we were doing. The players were being moved from pillar to post and you know, do I protect my goalkeeper? Ollie Burke was a prime example, was on the edge of the box and he was marking someone and he was on the edge of the box. And I think Norwich had played on that and had another set piece up there, up their sleeve and ultimately caught us out again. A little bit unlucky from, from our point of view that the ball just gets fired across and it hits Bradshaw and goes in. No blame to him, of, of course, obviously just standing there trying to, trying to do his job. But unfortunately, the damage had been done by whoever it was that, that that reacted slowly to the to the slow corner. I think um whilst I don't want to be too critical of them because of the run that they've been on, to be caught out twice by two set pieces is very, very, um, very, very poor. Uh I know there's been a lot, myself included, um, put out a poll regarding Charlie Cresswell. Uh, should he be keeping the shirt over Sean Hutchinson? And based on recent performances, yes, perhaps he should have uh, kept kept the shirt and, and been playing but I think with Hutchinson in the side the leadership and the organisation do we get caught out by two short corners with Hutchinson in there as as captain I don't think that we do however I think it would be harsh to, to completely blame Cresswell it's not his fault but I think I think Hutchinson's leadership ability possibly would have would have seen us been a bit tighter at least for the second one um, just looking at some of the comments I set pieces predictable but effective however we need to be sharp when defending set pieces called twice was not good enough now i completely agree being caught out once you can understand it you know those kind of routines do catch teams and they catch teams at all levels that's why a lot of clubs now have specific uh set piece coaches i think the guy that norwich have on their books actually worked in the england rank so he's obviously good at what he does. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to, to manipulate those set pieces. To get called out by a second one, I agree, and it's, it, it wasn't good enough. And it's something that, that I think Raul would be very, very disappointed with. And then the other comment, Ricky, you think Norwich game was one game too? Oh, I had such hectic. Yeah, I agree. I think the Norwich game probably hit us hard in the sense of um, we'd probably got away with it a little bit against Stoke 
perhaps they wasn't quite out on, on the day. They didn't have too many efforts on goal. Luton, obviously, we 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 held on for two for a point in the end. Again, perhaps we should have had all three, but I think the the legs started to go, and in, and in the end, it was kind of holding on. Um, but I think perhaps the Norwich game did did was one game too far for us. Based on the injuries, if you'd had a fit Billy Mitchell, a fit Callum Styles, maybe even perhaps add Mason Bennett into the mix, I think we would have given them a real run for their money, and I don't think we'd have come away without without any points. But unfortunately, this time of the year, that's what happens: injuries mount up, and and you have to kind of deal with it. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we we didn't. Chris, considering Norwich have spent close to fifty million on players, it's pretty good we ran them that close let alone the result against Sheffield United and Burnley yeah I, again I completely agree with that I think just on that point alone that shows just how much we are um, perhaps punching above our weight still there's teams in this division that are spending 10 million 12 million 14 million pounds on players and we're giving them a run we're matching them especially at home week after week after week and if it's if like well, my opinion, if we had a, a fully fit squad, or if we had Billy Mitchell, I, I absolutely think that we, we we would have come away with at least a point. And and I quite agree. Norwich, Sheffield United, and Burnley have spent a lot of money on their squads, and at the den, we'd give them all three a very good game. Sorry, mate. I'll, uh, I need to go to little boys' room as well while I was there. So yeah, um, have you gone through doing it? I've, I have been at the last one, though, I haven't. So, Ricky, February was a crazy month. We were looking a bit negative, which is understandable. We move on to Saturday. We're spreading to get a positive result. Absolutely. I think, again, as I touched on earlier in the show, um, that Bradshaw is going to benefit for a week off. Savile's going to benefit for a week off or a week without a game, not necessarily a week off. Uh, I think there's a couple of other players, perhaps, um they probably need that little bit of a rest then especially maybe Burke and what more to give them a little bit of time. I, I would expect us to be better against Reading. I don't again I don't know how, you know, if that's it could go anywhere. They got beat five nil uh, by Middlesbrough this weekend. They play in midweek against Sheffield United. They've obviously got the six points uh, potential uh, being taken off them looming over their head as well. So anything can happen. But definitely expect us to be better and to look fitter next week and then and it's at yeah, fingers crossed um, Hutch has a knack of stepping up so that for Coops or Cresswell for me he has to come back in as I said I, I touched on this earlier I don't blame Charlie Cresswell for the goals at all I just think that perhaps Hutchinson's leadership would have meant that we may have been caught out by one corner I don't think we'd have been caught out by two I think he would have had them quite organised <laughs> Again, I don't, I don't see dropping Charlie Cresswell in on the cards. However, if that was to happen, I could understand it, and I think Hutchinson would give us a little bit more um, control and a little bit more, as I say, a bit of a voice out on the pitch to to kind of marshal the troops. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Cresswell's going to get dropped, but. No, I don't. I I can understand it. I could understand it if he did make that change. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know, mate. I just think Norwich. When you're looking at, you know, like what um, Chris said, when you you think that Norwich has spent close to fifty million pound, and we've probably spent best part of what maybe five, if that. 
it just shows you really that a team coming down from the Premiership. I mean, you know, if you look at the Prem this year, and for instance, say for instance, you have um, West Ham, Leeds, and Everton come down. They've already got big players in, but potentially with the money what they get given when they come down, what they get, I think they get hundred million first year, don't they? Then or thirty five million a year for three years or whatever it is. Yeah. Then all of a sudden. They they've still got Premiership players playing like with Norwich has really in it. They've got Premiership players playing in the Championship on wages that you know probably two two of their players probably pay would play most of our team's wages. Yeah, I think that's where again well, we spoke about this. This year is really important because if you don't make the top six this year. Next year, the championship is going to be very, very difficult because there's going to be some really good teams. And it's not even just the teams that are coming down. It's the teams that are coming up. Sheffield Wednesday are a big club. Ipswich are a big club. If they're two of the teams that come up, it's hard. It's going to be really, really difficult did you, to... Did you just say Ipswich are a big club? They're bigger than League One. They're a bigger club than League One. They, yeah, maybe. Browns, they, they, they'll be... They'll be, they'll be competing in the championship they might not make it in the top six but what i'm saying is you'll lose you could lose potentially wigan and blackpool and be replaced with Sheffield wednesday and ipswich i know which two other i will be playing so you know yeah i think the the championship is gonna is gonna become incredibly tough next year there's no guarantee if you make the playoffs um, you go up, but I think if you don't even give yourself an opportunity to get out of the division, I think next year you'll you'll begin to ruin it because the finances are going to tighten up for us because we're not going to be able to we're not going to be able to spend loads and loads of money. We know that, <laughs> but other clubs will. So you know, and that's the problem. You see, I'm I'm in, listen. I'm not I'm not knocking JB. I think JB's been fantastic for us. Uh kept us where we are, um, steadied the boat and we are where we are. But we do need a good chunk of investment to make a push. You know, like January transfer window or even the summer transfer window, we need to to have a couple of proven um strikers or proven this, you know, someone where like like the likes of Norwich have got, but you're not going to get those for without spending five, ten million pound um, on a player. And then obviously you're going to look at the wage. I wouldn't necessarily say you need to go um, there. Um, we'll come back to that one in a minute, Alex. I'll, 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 I'll put it out. I mean, Chris has obviously said the parachute payment he's looking at. What is forty? You know what? He, what is it? Forty, fifty million? I think it's thirty-five million pound a year. Um, for three years when you come down, which gives you an opportunity to get back into the Premiership. And then once you hit the Premiership, you get £100 million, And then I think every year after that, you're in the Premiership, it's about £100 million. Um, But, you know, when you're talking with with us, with no, we, we, we probably don't even spend £30 million a year, £40 million a year. And then you're talking and you've got three new teams on top of the... So, for instance, who come down last year? Norwich. Norwich, Burnley. Uh, Burnley. Watford. It's Watford. Watford. So, chan- yeah, possibly. So, yeah, I think it was, yeah. So, chances are Watford and Norwich won't go up. So, so Burnley does. So, that's one out. You then got three teams coming down. You'll have five teams in the championship. 
potentially with £35 million budget a year. Um, yeah. You know, that, that's it. So, yeah. I, I do think, though, the parachute payments absolutely do need to be do need to be um to be looked at I, I agree i think it's unfair that teams are rewarded uh, rewa- i say rewarded they get it because it's because of their wage bill isn't it it's to help them cover them but we all know that's a bit of a sham because all clubs now have in their contracts if you get relegated everyone takes a pay cut and yeah that that happens hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They are getting a lot of money to spend to try and boost to get them out of the championship. It does need to be looked at. But I agree with the other points then that there are warnings on the flip side that it doesn't always work like Huddersfield for example who are looking like they were a Premier League club a couple of years ago they made the playoffs last year and now they look like they're going to League One so it doesn't always work yeah but Sunderland did the same though didn't they I mean we talk about Huddersfield I mean it was a strange thing why I shared with you lot this week wasn't it with Huddersfield that at the playoff final Fleming was at a playoff final between Huddersfield and Forest as a guest of Huddersfield. He was on the verge of signing for Huddersfield. And then allegedly so the Huddersfield fan was telling us that half time um owner change as such and the new owner what was coming in basically said we've gotta we've gotta, you know, watch what we're doing. We're not buying any big signings, we're not buying any signings. Um that's it. It's gone. Um and literally then we get him. And he's with us. Um, strange how fate works. Um, but potentially, I suppose, if Huddersfield had gone up, we potentially would be seeing Fleming in a Huddersfield shirt playing in the Premiership. I mean, he would have... And hopefully... He would have... He'd be playing for us. Huddersfield in the Prince. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, Huddersfield is a, is a shithole. Fucking... It's the arse in the world days. Yes, so he gets to live in London. So I think he made. I think he made the right choice. And as Alex said, they took Conor Mahoney. Conor Mahoney's on their books. So yeah, yeah. and uh, I think there's a lot in football made about money. And mm. when you, if you've got it or if you haven't got it, basically. And we're a club that don't really have it, and we are punching above our weight. However, Gee, whether the 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 punching above our weight might be into in how much money we spend but i don't think it is in terms of hard work and i think we might i think we work harder than a lot of the teams in this division we have to that sums it up really well doesn't it two, two small squad no injuries gives us a chance okay, but we've got quite a few injuries but sadly financially we're williams to their mercedes 
see now, Alex, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate you. Stephen's already smiling because he's seen your comment. But you know, this goes back to where Stephen got ruined um, by me on the space a couple of weeks ago um, because he pretty much said the same as you um, that Luton are a, a team to go. I mean, you know. They are fairly similar in aspects of we're both in the championship, but that's pretty much where it stops. I mean, you don't have to go through someone's back garden to get to our stadium, um, and you don't get marched 45 minutes back to the station either at our stadium. Um, but in terms but, uh, go on, Stephen. Go on, go on Stephen. But you dig yourself another hole. In terms of their on the on the field, they've gone from the conference to the championship, and they're now in the playoffs. Look, I'm not going to get into what we got into last time because I don't fancy round two. <laughs> do you think? Do you think they should? If they, if, do, yeah, but do you think they could possibly if they stay in the playoffs? Do you think they could possibly get to the prim? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it, once you hit the playoffs. Anything can happen. I think maybe having to play Middlesbrough might be it, over two legs might be a little bit of a, a little bit of a problem. But I think, uh, but I don't, I wouldn't say that Luton are the models who aspire. So I don't think we should be trying to aspire to them. We should be trying to aspire to clubs like Brighton and, and Brentford. They're the clubs that we should be looking to aspire to. But Luton, the way that Luton are up, I can understand why they're they're being successful because they are run the right way. In my opinion, yeah, I think I think to be fair, I think our model going forward. Once we get the training ground built, I think our model going forward is going to be the the Brentford, uh, the Brighton model. Was in find up and coming youngsters because let's let's you know let's not hide from it. We had a scout on on a previous show um, a few weeks back now, a few months maybe, um, and um, Jim and and he was saying you know the Lord is. Premier League clubs from all over the country break rules by just sort of putting a school in a, in an area. So South East London is a <laughs> is an absolute goldmine for talent. So you'll have a an Arsenal school or a, a Tottenham or a Man City or a Man United and all of this, and they basically try and find the talent and keep them and then bring them into theirs. So and let's be honest, you know, if you've got a chance of playing at a Premiership club or going into one of their um, academies or going into one of their youth setups, nine times out of ten, they're really going to, you know, we're going to lose if we take them to Claremont Road, didn't we? And we go, this is ours. Poor cabins from 1962. And um, and we only get hot water on, on three days a week. Do you know what I mean? But um, I think the new training ground will give us a lot more eye to be able to get better talent. And I think that will give us a leg up in a couple of years' time. But... This is this is probably the greatest opportunity of um, getting to the Prem, okay. and we just didn't really make an investment. Really, what we could have done. I mean, you know, there was a, there was a few strikers out there for a few million, but we just. We didn't go. Whether or not we left it too late or not, I don't know. So, um, yeah. I mean, I would say, what I would say on that, though, had we assigned that this bit, I think we would mm-hmm. bang in trouble because it, we, he, I don't think he would have been the answer and we'd have thrown too many and quit at it. So, you know, I, I, I think they made the right call not investing in him 
perhaps they could have used that money elsewhere, but with that one, they made the right call. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved them to have signed, which I believe possibly could happen in the summer, allegedly. So, so the rumours are um, Fleming's mate from Colin Van Van Hoyder. Van Hoyder. Yeah. It's Van Hoyder. Because he was supposed to be coming over to the Prem before beforehand and then that got cancelled because it was too hard to be able to pull off a deal between the Loney club, his club um, because obviously you needed agreement from all of them and the Loney club didn't want to release the loan and the other club just wanted a loan they didn't want to sell yet but you know potentially we might get him next in the summer window possibly, uh, probably not but yeah uh, Rene, Reno, Reno with the well, good evening. Um, it might be coincidence, but I think our recruitment has massively improved since um, Aldridge has come back. I think um, I think you're right. Our recruitment has massively improved, and I think you'll probably find if you dig deep enough that it's possibly not to do with him. Um, I think we'll leave that one there, as I don't have any categorical proof. And, um, I and my source I, my source isn't going to come in to confirm that. <laughs> I would say on that, though, that the recruitment has massively improved recently, but the proof's going to be in the pudding when clubs come in for Fleming. Because it's all well and good yeah. bringing in better players, but it's when, yeah. when we get into the Tim Kay or the Steve Morrison, Jed Wallace situations where are the club going to hold their nerve and try and get and try and try get big money or are they just going to get an offer and go, oh, we've got to sell because we've got, we've got a few quid. I would like to think that they're better placed to turn bids down and ask for more money, but knowing Millwall, I can imagine Fleming... That, can you imagine the uproar if Fleming gets sold for peanuts? When it eventually happens, oh, there'll be there be there be chaos. Um, good evening, familiar. Buongiorno. Is it buongiorno? That's hello, and then yeah, I think fairly Italian. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, Chris, if we don't get to the prem, do you think we need some sort of grand expansion? We'll come to that in a minute. Um, fair play, yeah. yeah. No, I was told that Fleming was all Rowett's doing. Um, it was, it was because we wanted and, and Alex Cumber. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we'll come um we'll come on to the comments quickly with wanting you to get involved. Stephen's just said, you know, what what do you think? Those listening and um, watching, get involved in the comments. What would your figure be where you would be happy to let Fleming go for? And don't 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 go don't go ridiculous as in like you know 150 million. But be sensible. If if a club come in with an offer for Fleming, where would you know you go? Well, actually, 15 million would be fair, or, or 10 million, or 12 million, 50 million, you know, 20 million, whatever. Where would you feel comfortable in today's market? Also, bear in mind as well that Fortuna Sissar probably have a send-on fee. So we're going to have to pay out some money. I mean, I don't. I really know, but you, you, you'd think it's probably twenty twenty five percent sell on, wouldn't you? Because they were banging travel. Yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. So if you are putting in ten million, then up it with that twenty five percent. So probably you're you're probably realistically talking about twelve and a half million. So that we don't lose. Um, but then again, ten million, I suppose, is a lower a lower market than you know twenty, but. So far, we're getting in tens. Um, 
John Pass is 10. Um, the Daily Mills is 15. Alex says 10 million. Uh, John Pass is 10 million. If, yeah, um, if we don't go up, we don't sell. If we do, if we don't, 15 million. If we do, 15 million. Um, thing. Now, Carl's in my book, I'd say 20, 25 million because he is a, a player. I mean, we both know journalists who are at a game on Saturday. Um, I know a Times journalist who was there who, you know, said to me after the game, oh, fuck me, what a player. That is a that is a player. You were lucky to have him. That's a player who's going places in the future. You had the same. You had a Telegraph reporter, didn't you? Uh, you knew. And he said the same. Um, and, you know, I, I think at some point... People are going to come in for him, and and you know we're going to go on. If if we don't go up this year, the club are going to be massively under pressure this summer because people are going to come in for him. The two the two the two players that are going to be bought from the championship are going to be Guy Carreras and Fleming. If obviously providing that the valuations are met, I don't know who's worth more because Guy Carreras is a strong. Um, and if you do want to come on screen, then uh, the link is there. There is no reason stopping you now. Um, question what me and Stephen have been having and the uh, podcast group has been having um, today. The sellout, what we keep being told, oh, it's a sellout, it's a sellout, it's a sellout. The game yesterday was a sellout, um, or, or near enough probably. I think it was a sellout by the time kickoff come. But it didn't feel like a sellout with the atmosphere, did it? So, those of you in the chat who were who were there, do you agree that? Um, do you agree with Salan? Do you think that there wasn't necessarily real, not real, I suppose, uh, Millwall fans were there, um, or do you think a, a majority, a large majority of those seats were taken up with um, like tourists or, you know? Um, non-Millwall fans coming in to see what the atmosphere and, and stuff like that's like. That's that's where we've been talking about all day, isn't it? I think uh, it was the same against Sunderland, and there was a, a quote on one of the... It might have been Omar that made it. It might have been yourself, Mick, that said the 3,000 at QPR was better than the 18,000 against Sunderland. And I'd argue yeah. the 3,000 at QPR was better than the uh, nearly 19,000 that were there yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think I think you're right. I think as people that are coming to the den at the moment, I think the influence of having perhaps German and Dutch players yeah. um, is encouraging yeah. fans from those countries to come to the den. The comment just at the bottom there, don't Johnny. Don't, oh yeah, no, oh yeah, no, no, Johnny, you can do. Johnny, you can do. Yeah. Don't do. Yeah. <laughs> do you know the we're back? The rumour for that, right, was that he's in town for a football conference right. and the people wrapped around him basically said you should show that you're a person of the people and not go to a premiership game, go to a championship game. The nearest championship game playing at home to where we are is Millwall. Can you imagine that that conversation with him, with him going... Mm -hmm. And I bet, and I bet he didn't expect to be so quickly picked up on on all the press. Uh, 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 the only thing I'd say with that, and I'll come back to the comments. I'll come back to you in two secs. Is um, 
Jack Clark should have sold that photo first or, or basically monetized that photo and he could have probably made two, three grand out of that photo the way it's just gone everywhere um, and he could have made a few quid off the back of that. So, you know, if you ever post a photo what you think is going to blow up, just find yourself a little photo agent first. There's plenty of them online. You can Google them really quickly and you can do it all on the mobile, but do it first and then go from there. Paul, the... the the link is in the in notes if you do want to come on for the last one. Just just quickly before we come back to these talking about the seats and all that lot, right? The cat blue. The last time we played Oh yeah, fucking right I am. Fucking right I am. Listen. The last time we played Blackpool Blackburn at home, last game, but when we were in the old first division. The last time we beat QPR was it QPR not QPR um, yeah it was QPR it was QPR last time we beat QPR was in that same season oh. and what's the third there is a third there has been a third was it Coventry was it Cardiff I think it might have been Cardiff yeah I think it might have been Cardiff um, so yeah just one other one while we've got a listener from Norwich on the unlucky Saturday but was a good game nice to see nice to now be in the playoffs see you in the playoffs from a Norwich fan well thank you very much um okay I'll just do some of the nice yeah what about it was like the Davis system just sound Sunderland it was it was and the problem is is that when I think people are expecting to come to Millwall if they're not regulars that hear about the atmosphere but they don't get involved in it and just sit there and want to experience it that's not that doesn't make an atmosphere it just puts a number on a seat and it makes the club a little bit more money yet we need the money and i understand that but i think back and i i never forget the huddersfield playoffs game i know yep, yes yep, yep, yep. but but that night was that was then yeah it was incredible that the 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 sheer every time mill went on the attack it was it was just an absolute cauldron and now i mean even after we scored yesterday the, the bradshaw goal the first goal it was just like okay then well let's just carry on watching the game and 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 that was that. I I have, I have to say, and I don't need to say this. I thought the Norwich fans were quite good yesterday. Uh, they they yeah. they made a bit of noise up at their end. I just I, it's very disappointing. The crowds, you know, we hear about the atmosphere, but we're not getting it. We're not getting it at all. Yeah, I agree with I agree with Chris there. I've been to smaller games, and we were you know we've been louder. Um, had better atmosphere with ten grade ten K than eighteen thousand. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um Yeah, but we were pissed and lost four one. Losing three two at home to Norwich in eighty eight and eighty nine and eighty nine nine. Oh god. These all these omens. <laughs> and I bet it's just sound of computer though. Daily, Daily Mill, just tell just type in the type in the um in the comments, I reckon you're. I reckon you're under twenty five. I reckon you're probably under twenty two. To be fair, but just let us know how old you are, roughly or, or exactly. So, um, yeah, three thousand happy clappers in the away end. Yes, I thought they were a bit better than that. I thought they were a bit better than that. I mean, they're the setting off a smoke grenade in the ground. It's just embarrassing. But they were okay. They were all right. Yeah, that's so. We were all right. They were so fair. So. Yeah, 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 I suppose. I do like the way that 
you know, I don't think it's through will. I think it's through forced into it. Um, but people are... Um, oh, Mickey, he's made you look right. Oh, God, yeah, he's made, you look, he's made me look a right cut now, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck, you know. Cheers, mate. Yeah, come back any time, mate. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, the drinks for him. But, Wait, Daniel Millwall, are you the same guy who does the... Um, the YouTube channel as well, where you put the Daily Mill news up. Also, oh, for the da- Daily oh, Mill oh. specifically, hold on, for the Daily Mill specifically, how old do you think Mickey is? You can reply back in the comments that you can have your own... You can get your own button, got me a... <laughs> yeah. 3-2 Norwich was Division 1 game, you was. Oh. oh, you're on camera, by the way, fella. You're doing up your trousers and you're on camera. Oh right. Well, listen, bruv, listen, fella. Um, you don't get. Listen, um, Daily Mill, you don't get. I tell you, I'm really tempted to put Paul live, but I'm not going to. Um, you don't get enough people follow your channel because it's really hard to follow, or it's really hard to find. Um, but if you drop me a DM on Twitter, I'll give you some tips to to try and make your channel a bit more um. A, a bit more findable for Millwall fans and stuff, but if you drop, um, if you, I've just seen where you've replied there. I'm going to take about all that help I'm just about to offer you now. Um, but if you drop your channel into the chat, just drop your channel into the chat, your 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 um, channel name into the chat, and probably other people in the chat will give you a follow, um, and they'll get you subs up, mate, because um, you do put stuff out, news updates, all of that, you know, different to ours. But hey ho, I've got no issue um to do that. Well, I'm gonna bring Paul in. Hello mate, you're right. Oh Hello mate, you don't have to have your camera on, fella. You are live. Hello mate, you are live. Go on, fella. That's all right, you're it's all right, we can hear you, so go on. Are you, I'm struggling. I can't hear a word. Just, I can hear you. I'm struggling. I, I don't know why. If you're on speaker or just put it, I mean, your camera's off, so just put it to your ear and speak. You just. I'm not 59, Daily Mill. I'm 47. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's brilliant. That is. They couldn't have gone any <laughs> No, it'll come back in, in a minute, probably. Um, do a wet t-shirt spot. Uh, that will get them in. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, listen, mate, we're all in this doing this together. Yeah, there are some other content creators out there for me all um, who, you know, don't offer any help at all. But listen, YouTube is huge. Um, and it's massive, and there's enough space for all of us. There isn't enough Millwall content creators. And again, if you're watching this back, um, and you're a Millwall creator on TikTok, Instagram, wherever, um, again, touch. Send us some of your content. Put your put your username on it. Send us some of your content, and um, we're more than happy to post it across ours. Um, apart from, we are the second largest. Um, we are the first largest TikTok Millwall channel on TikTok for fans. Um, the only Millwall account will beats us is Millwall, but they got hacked this week, so I don't know if they're getting their account back yet. Um, 
questionable there. I don't know what happened there. Um, but again, always looking for people who can make videos and, and want to put them out and we'll put them out for you. Um, again, on YouTube, you want to make some shorts and stuff like that. As long as they, you know, as long as they're not going to get copyright strikes and stuff and all your own stuff, happy to put them out, happy to put stuff out on Twitter, happy to put stuff out anywhere at all and it's the same with all our stuff if you want to clip some of our stuff and post it out on your channels i've got no issues at all just give us a bit of credit um but other than that listen we're all in this is all a Millwall family together mate we're not there screwing over each other we're not there going oh no 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 listen it's not even going this bullshit mate we're doing this so that we just give you a chat a conversation just like we are in a pub um i'm not thinking so um yeah we got hacked. Myth, no, we got hacked. Did you say Millwall Tube? No, no. Millwall Tube does good. Millwall Tube does good footage. Again, he does good content, but again, he's not optimizing his channel properly, and hence why he's not. You know, he should be for the time he's been going. He's been going the same amount of time as another channel who Chris mentioned. Um, which I'm not going to give, I'm not going to say it, but he's been going the same amount of time as him, started when he was a kid and coming up. Some of his content's a bit questionable. He's in match footage, could get you a, a YouTube ban. Um, the FA, the EFA, the AFL, et cetera, et cetera, are really coming down strong um, and, and taking bits off. I know other content creators who've had channels taken from them where they've had big numbers on there and they've just had them three strikes, gone, no question. So you've got to be careful, um, Nick. I think, but look, just to interrupt, I've got no issues. I think, I think he was asking who got hacked. It was it was Mill's official TikTok account that was hacked. Oh yeah, no, Mill's official. Yeah, yeah, Mill's official TikTok channel with over like hundred thousand followers and um, some some video something just took it, deleted all their videos, and basically become theirs. So um, so yeah. No, no, it wasn't there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, not a Millwall channel. It was the Millwall Football Club channel got hacked. Fuck knows how it got hacked, but got hacked um, Tuesday night, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, but it's not there anymore. If you, It might be, but it wasn't. It was You, you couldn't even find it. So, um, yeah, but hey-ho, it is what it is. We've nearly had our, our um, Instagram hacked, which is a, a good reminder to everybody, just to be careful. Some fella contacted us and said can you help us out with a video and it was like yeah yeah no no worries mate send us what you want us to do and we're posting for you and he said oh well i've just I'm, I'm sending it through a secure transfer he said because it won't let me send on here he said i'm sending you something it will text you a number when you get the number if you can send it to me i'll let you um if you send it to me then i'll, I'll be able to send it to you verify who you are and all of a sudden i'll get a Instagram, are you looking to change your password reset? And I thought, you cheeky little cut. So, yeah, I just um, called him a few obscenities and just deleted him and blocked him. I thought, you know, what, do you think we got out of bed yesterday? So, yeah. I think we're pretty much there or thereabouts, are we? Yeah, Stephen? I think, I think, um, I think uh, what I would say is just to kind of end it, and it's not all doom and gloom. We've lost the game. It's unusual to lose at the den. We know that. It wasn't great to, to come away with nothing yesterday, but massive 11 games to go. And, and for me, and I'm sure there's other other people out there, just got to stick with them. Stick with them and you never know. It, it's not done until until that last day of the season. So let's keep going. Go to Reading. If you've managed to get a ticket like me, I have got one. So um, happy days. If you haven't got one, then 
that's a little bit unfortunate, but um, yeah, keep keep backing them. Big big eleven games to go. Hundred percent. Well, before we come to an end, we'll come back to this. I did say I'll come back to this. Um, the ground extension or expansion. There ain't really a lot we can do with the ground. Obviously, I was involved in the regen and obviously seeing it all around there with the planning and all that lot. Lewis Shemang going to let you knock the stadium down and rebuild it. Just ain't going to happen. The only benefit you're going to get is um, the bits are written in. If we get to the prem, is that the corners will get filled in. Um, and a few other bits and pieces there because I think the Prem works differently. You need to press lounge downstairs rather than upstairs and the players need to come through it because I think the mainstream media, like the likes of The Sun, The Times, etc., they grab players who they want. Whoever pays the most money gets the first access to the players and that all needs to be down on the ground level. So there'll be bits and pieces, I think, with that. Bits will change. Um but as far as I'm led to believe, it will be corners being filled in. Um, and hopefully with the corners being filled in, we can eventually get some safe standing in there because I just don't think we've got... But saying that, though, we, I don't think we had the room to put safe standing in now because of the way the stadium was built because it was an all-seater stadium, designed stadium, and it was built. But when we went to QPR, QPR had safe standing in there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. If you if you remember, I don't know where you sat. If you were sitting upstairs, um, yeah. there were safe standing blocks in there. So, so yeah. Um, right, quickly before we end, I'm going to give a little bit of a thing in a second. Stephen's obviously got something else he's going to say quickly. Um, give us your predictions for Reading away, um, and then we'll come back next week and take the piss out of you if it's all completely uh, wrong. So, um, if you want to mention the next week's show, put your predictions in now. Stephen, what you got to say, fella? Um, just I think firstly my prediction for my prediction for next week uh, for Reading I think we'll win the game I'm not going to give a score just yet but I think we'll go there a week um, and just for anybody listening um, we are looking for real fans to interview well I say we I am looking for real fans to interview um, for who are you or me if you want me so, ask for me yeah yeah Mickey's Mickey is available or other panellists are available if you don't well, you could ask for Reading so you could ask but you could ask anyone at a panel if you if you've got a, a chosen person you would prefer to be interviewed for him on the panel. Um, ask otherwise, it's going to be Stephen or me. Um, but it's normally Stephen. They take around forty five minutes. I think Ricky, who's in the chat, we're we're going to be recording one with him on Tuesday. If you're interested, drop a pod a message, drop me a message personally, whatever you want to do, and we'll get that sorted. Excellent. Um, answer to Danny, yes, um, yes, we can fill in the um, the corners. Uh, yes, they do. I would probably suggest probably probably around that, maybe a bit less, maybe twenty five, because um, I reckon probably two thousand a corner, maybe two and a half thousand a corner, maybe. Um, if each stand holds five thousand, I'd probably say about two two and a half. Uh, Dane Mill is obviously giving us the win. 3-1 win, the Peckham Poet 2-1 win um, I take it by that, the, the Peckham Poet, um, I take it you're a stand-up comedian then, or you're a singer um, let us know in the comments before we leave 1-0 for Millwall 2-0 um, Cooper and Fleming to score the goals Reading uh, 1 and Millwall score three. Eddie Davis, uh, number one. Right, I'm going to end on this. 
Um, oh yeah, for Tuesday. Can't wait. Let's see. That's it. And Chris two one. Right. I'm going to end on this. Um, if you've stumbled across our videos and you've not been to Millwall before and you want to come to Millwall, um, we are probably the one of the easiest clubs in the in in the in the country in the world to support. We have a few songs. We have which is basically the beginning part of Millwall and sang in a tune and make it last as long as possible, which is obviously, you know, the way it goes and, and some people will call that the monk chart. We have um Let Them Come, which you can find the song online. And we've got No One Likes Us, We Don't Care, We Are Millwall, Super Mill. So there's three chants for you. We have a, a Fleming charm which is he comes from Amsterdam he fucking hates West Ham and the rest of the songs are fairly easy um, and you'll pick them up on the day like United, West Ham, Liverpool because um, we are the we are the best and fuck all the rest so you know there, there's a few um, and also don't remember that when the Lion-O makes a bad decision it's Lion-O, Lion-O, Eurocunt Lion-O, Eurocunt I think I've pretty much got all the chances is there one I've missed? Uh, so one I've missed, uh, Stain. No, but the uh, the rest of the chants. Oh yeah, yeah, we, that one as well. They we, they just sing the player, uh, and we've got Joe's favourite chant. We oh, yeah. we've got Joe's favourite chant as well. <laughs> oh, he's never going to be the end of that, Joe. He honestly, no. he, he would make no. just before we go it, to finish on this, and I hope we can. Thanks, SB. Fucking hell, what sort of a name is that? SBAK four 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 four. Um, thanks very much for that. We do it for you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. it Go on, Steve. I'm just going to flip through some of the comments. It would make the season, it would make my day if we get to Wembley and Andreas Fogelstammer scores the goal to shut up. It would be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, poor old Joe would not like that, really. So, yeah. Well, listen, that's it. We've been live um, for the last hour and a bit. We are That Millwall Podcast. Um, you can find us at That Millwall Pod across all social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're, all, we're all over all of them. We've got a YouTube channel, which is here. While you're here, before you run off, please, if you're watching on Facebook or you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, because some days we will just decide at the last minute to do a show and if you're subscribed then uh, and hit that notification bell you will get noticed um if you've not checked out yet chat uh chat with chaps is up with um chris giving us his summary on the norwich game about 30 minutes and in-depth um post-match probably the most the best post-match um show for millwall across any platform uh that will be out as a podcast in the morning this show will be out as a podcast in the morning for you too so you lucky people have two podcasts for tomorrow uh that should solve your daily commute or your driving doing van delivery walking the dog just getting away from the missus whichever way you want to do it but that's it um so yeah subscribe follow um check us out we're all done Stave's interviewing Ricky on Tuesday and um 
And if you want to get involved, drop us or Stephen a DM and uh, we'll find out why you support Millwall and how long you've been supporting them and questions, best game, best outfit, best memorabilia, those sort of questions, fairly easy. And that's it. Right. Cheers, guys. I'm done. See you later. Bye. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.